Hello, and welcome to Raising Code. This is a podcast about four moms who are also web developers who are at different places in their career and in four different time zones. Hello, everyone, and welcome to season two of Raising Code. I'm Wendy, and I'm in the UK, and we also have with us... Louise Hayes from Portsmouth, New Hampshire, uh, and... My name is Marika, and I'm from Finland. <laughs> so it's so great to be back with you all, and um, this time we are going to be talking about debugging life. Um, in light of everything that's happened this year, um, there have been a lot of changes. I think we all have very new normals. Um, so I think we'll kick off by sort of talking about what our new normals are right now. So I'll start. Um, I am back in the UK having moved from, from Belgium um, during <laughs> the whole lockdown situation. So it was a bit crazy. Um, but yeah, I now have started a new job. So I've kind of uh, as a developer, so I've kind of traded uh, one stress for another. I'm very lucky, I feel very fortunate to have gotten a new job in this period of time, but it has switched things up a bit. Um, life is, is not balanced at the best of times right now, and I think um, there's a lot of uncertainty in the air, so um, it's, it's a tricky time to be starting out again and uh, learning all the new things and, and being swept up in all of that, but um, I thought I'd ask you, Louise, what has become your new normal? So different. Uh, talk about turning the life upside down. Um, used to go into the office two or three days a week. Kids used to go to school. Uh, used to have activities after school. Life was really busy. Um, work was pretty much nine to five around that, um, around the kids' um, activities. Um, there was a lot of time for, uh, you know, just doing my runs and things like that and doing extra learning. That's all gone now. So um, obviously with COVID, uh, working from home full time with four children, all um, without childcare and initially up until summer with remote school as well. So my routine couldn't be any different. Um, getting up at 5.36 if I want to have any kind of running or workout time. Um, doing my work, half my day's work by 10 or 11 in the day, taking two or three hours off then to do the school stuff or the walk the dog and lunch and childcare and then working late in the evening. Um, I'm very aware that there's very little time, me time now. It's whatever I can grab, you know, sometimes it's hiding in the bedroom for 20 minutes at the end of the day, <laughs> pretending I'm not outside. Um, Rare learning to, yeah. <laughs> Learning to code has just stopped. I, I just, I, I tend to learn as I work now. It's, it's stealing podcasts on a job is my learning to code. Audible learning. Screen time is just so precious. I just don't have that time anymore. So I try and be really innovative with how I learn. Um, doing uh, meetups, technical events. So it's a social thing while you learn a new tech. That's, that's what I'm doing. Um, I'd say stress levels are through the roof. Um, mental health is just... It's a struggle. And, uh, but I feel extremely, extremely lucky that I have a job that I can do from home that isn't impacted. I am very challenged in my job. So I'm very fortunate. Um, it makes up for all of that chaos and stress. Um, and well, nearly. 
<laughs> and um, you know there are benefits to this new routine. I am much more strict with my time and the the the, uh, the working from home. I'm really enjoying because I'm in my kids' life more. I can take twenty minutes out, and that's okay. And I'm seeing them in a different way. Um, yeah, so I would say that's that sums up my experience. And what about <laughs> you, Marika? Well, a lot of has happened uh, since we did the last episode. I actually checked that it was last October. Oh and after, yes. <laughs> I was wondering when it was. Yeah. <laughs> this is season two, by the way, folks. <laughs> we decided. Yes. But, yeah. but I, I, I got a web developer job and I worked there eight months in a company and I coded there a big web. WordPress sites and at the same time I was the CEO of our family company where my husband do the locksmith jobs so then the COVID came and uh, I had a really rough time at work in that time and I needed to also survive (coughs) make a surviving surviving plan for our own company because suddenly my husband didn't have any any job in 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 his field so the two jobs was too much in that time and i decided to left left from the full time web developer job and i started to save our own business and a lot of has happened also <laughs> from from the spring and i actually start started to teach again and i so the COVID situation has been uh, much easier here in Finland because mm-hmm. we have less less people here here and yeah. so I was able to actually teach in a kids coding coding camp and and I also did some WordPress project to that that company and but now currently I am building an online web shop to our own own company and. So we are going to sell locks <laughs> and other other door-related products. Yes, working for yourself, you know. I, I yes, mean, now I'm working for myself, and I really love it because, like Louis said, I can now because I'm working at home, and I'm I'm again at our kitchen. <laughs> that is my home office again. So it's really nice to help kids with the school, but. But I don't know how you, Louis, survive <laughs> of homeschooling for. Uh, that's amazing because schools are open here in Finland and I have my own peace <laughs> at the daytime. You know, it is uh, a challenge um, over here in America. The states all decide and it's, it's a per- it, and then the community decides. You do voting with the school. So it, it, it's an intricate web of confusion at the moment and things changed last minute so up until a week ago we thought they were going back to school and now they're just going one day a week and then we thought about trying to set up a street school but then that's risky so we pulled out of that just five families so it's, it's really hard but the hardest thing about it all is that I really got to learn whatever my conceived ideas of my children as learners were that all went out the window when I saw them every day learning <laughs> so <laughs> my patience was not up to the scratch of what it takes <laughs> to teach my children stuff my hats off to the teachers because I thought like hey you give them instruction you if you help them clarify their plan you walk away 
and then they go do their stuff and it's very very much hands-on and they need a lot of guidance and encouragement and and they like to feed off other kids so on their own learning it's so hard and I realized okay my expectations need to come way down here <laughs> you know <laughs> I actually need to stop working for like three hours and teach them stuff and I got to learn stuff yeah. American history and um, maths my version of sums got very different and the teachers told us look teach your kids the way you learned long division forget about what we said in the video parents are freaking out yeah, I, I feel like some of this homeschooling because I, I mean luckily school starts on monday for my daughter but uh, i have done some homeschooling uh, since you know this year and um it taught me what sort of student i was as well because yeah. i have to recall all of the things that i had learned and how i i was taught things and so it was interesting it. but i think as well that um some very positive things have come out of all of our lives from this and imagine wendy you've got a coding job through covid right it's just bizarre as in yeah. as it's going on and Mar marika you've changed so many things about your life and become a businesswoman and change your whole pivot of your your, your, your idea of your business. Um, I know that personally we have had major changes in our family. My, we, we, my husband has become really fit and lost two stone. My son who's 17 has turned, uh, changed all his classes and he's become a technologist now. So he wanted to do automobile principles and now he's doing um, coding. So it's because of COVID, it's because he's seen how, how it works here at home how technology is a huge part of our future and how um, some of his courses are just not feasible doing a remote schedule. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it, it, it's, it's interesting, you know? It, yes, and, and I was, go ahead, Marika. <laughs> yes, and I think I was still working at a bigger company when the COVID came and I needed, needed to then work at home. And, but then I, I saw that I really want to be with the kids and I, I don't want to commute to another city and lost that 10 hours a day. <laughs> and I, I feel that I'm very lucky now because I, I'm able to work, work at home and I can see my kids. kids and yes, life could be very much uh, different if I would stay in that company. Yeah, I think the biggest thing about this phase you know this whole year has been that it's really made everybody reevaluate their priorities and, and what's important i was just wondering um if you can see any coding skills that you have been able to apply to your life um in these slightly tumultuous times not even slightly very tumultuous times you know are there any skills that you've learned through code that you just think have kind of pulled you through so I, yeah, I, I would say that um, I have learned a lot about myself in the last year from coding and from uh, the journey I've been on that have really helped me in life, transformed me actually. And I think I started to have this extra confidence because of it, um, probably around Christmas time, which was just as well before COVID hit. <laughs> so, but I, I think the journey that I went on as becoming a more uh, successful coder and the learnings I took away from my personal, uh, how I, how I cope under pressure or how I, how I hit challenges or, um, the kind of how I tackle, um, coming into a new team, all of that really helped to shape me for who I am now as a, as a, as a human, as a mom. And it's, it's had a really good effect. So there's that part. And then there's also the part of like, how do I tackle a challenge 
Um, and there's there's parts that I do for for work, like I if I have a bug, for example, I have a set of steps. We all have our set of steps. We might put breakpoints into our code. We might turn on, we might put in console logs. We might try and write a test to recreate the problem. We might try and eliminate the common, uh, the obvious use um, issues and get rid of them so we can identify and isolate the exact problem. Then we can say, okay, how do we want to fix this? Is this like a phenomenal two week long fix or is it a one, one hour, get it done, best, best uh, foot forward and we'll come back and look at it again. At no point do I in work go, oh my God, a bug has happened to my code. This is a disaster. I just go, okay, I've expected it to have a problem at some point. <laughs> I'm not perfect. I'll just fix this and we get on with it. And I use those steps. So I would like to do that more in, in life. I have thought about that saying, how, what would happen if instead of having this whole meltdown of a problems happened in my, this is happening to me, um, this, this issue in my life, I take it very personally and I freak out. Yeah. What would happen if I just said, hey, this is a problem. It's, it's happened. Okay. I always expect problems to happen. I can solve it. Let's eliminate the, the, the causes. Let's figure out a solution. Let's weigh up all the pros and cons. There's got to be a way to do that in life. And it, these skills are it's, it's so good in, in our everyday coding life. Why not use them in our everyday real world life, you know? Yes, that's true. Yeah. So, yeah, Marika, have you had any moments where you felt like you've applied things you've learned through code? Yes, and what I really like, I have learned that even if I have a big problem, uh, and at first it feels like, oh, no, I cannot do it. Even if it's a, even if it's a coding problem or something I need to figure out in my own life. But what I have learned that I just try to uh, divide it to smaller species, smaller tasks, and then just so solve one piece at a time. Mm. So I I don't want if I look the whole big huge problem in front of me I I got so scared and feel and feel terrible but just divide it and then do one task at a time and i feel that it have has helped me a lot so <laughs> gives you confidence because you know if you have a difficult problem and you solve it in, in in your code you you get a confidence from it and then you think hey you know i can solve problems so this yes, is good for our mental well-being you know Yes, it's it's sometimes you could look at look on back, and and just think what kind of problems problems I have already solved, yeah. because you you may forget those and you may think that I cannot do this new <laughs> new. Yeah, how can I say it? <laughs> yeah, I well I I think that's right. Like I don't know personally, I feel like um, it. Code has taught me to be a bit more resilient in my problem solving <laughs> and facing challenges. Um, like, as you say, you learn to break problems down into smaller bits so that you can sort of digest those problems a bit at a time. And then um, you can take pleasure in small progresses, you know. Yes, that's, that's a very good point. And I, I think that that's what makes you resilient in the face of challenges. And, and it can be applied to life just like it can be applied to code. It feels, um, yeah, it feels like you're, you're more able to look at a big, what seems like a huge problem, a catastrophe, and you can think, okay, 
there is a way to solve this. I'm going to have to take it slowly. I can't just rush through this. I have to take it a step at a time. So that's how it works. Yeah. But um, um, I was, I was going to say as well that um, there's certain things like, for example, you have like, a you have a certain set of ways to traverse an array and um, it's like you create an algorithm for something. It's it pretty much what you do in, in each scenario in coding. And unfortunately, like life is a bit of a mess. So you can't categorize like that. You can't just say, hey, this algorithm works. So if I want a happy relationship, all I need is these inputs. I'll, I'll, I'll run them through this way and then I get this output. Um, it's much trickier, but, but there's certain things you can use with that analogy to help you to build better relationships. So you can, it is good to identify, you know, what it, what is the root cause of this issue we're having, okay? Is it because we had a stressful week? What are the factors affecting our, the equilibrium of our relationship? If you can have that analytical, logical approach, it doesn't, it really, it really helps. Um, and I think as well, I would say that where I find coding in general, it is so intensively um, demanding focus wise that it, you somehow feel better about the chaos going on around you because you you've had to drop you've had to push it all out of your focus to get your job done you've achieved something so you walk away from it feeling more calm so it's all it's like one of those um, activities coding it's like I don't know is golf the same where you have to focus so that when you come away you've had a mental break from everything else and you you have a fresh approach then to the problems going on outside of your work outside of coding so it does really help in that way you know um yeah, yeah. i think it also helps that um it teaches you to ask for help at the right moments as well um ask for assistance not be afraid of that um you know as i'm learning daily on the daily at the moment so um yeah i think that's also a bit but um so in these crazy moments, um, you know, how do you make yourself become more solution focused when you're having, when you're struggling? Um, how do you keep yourself solution focused? Um, Louise. I would love to be more solution focused. Um, and I think that it's easier in work, obviously, when you're coding, because that's the whole end game. With life, sometimes it feels like you're firefighting rather than trying to come up with solutions. It's like, you're just like, bam, bam, bam. Okay, at the end of the week, we got through it, yay. Uh, <laughs> so I would love to be more focused on uh, having a positive mindset and not taking things so personally. And I think that mental well-being is really important, getting your fresh air or whatever that is for you. Um, getting your me time but I also think like getting inspiration from listening to podcasts of other coders and what they're going through it gives you a realization that we're all in this together this is actually quite a common thing um, people are struggling with COVID they're struggling with the balance of life um, mental well-being all of that and by listening to others you get inspiration you feel like you're not alone I actually think by talking about it, it's really helpful. And one thing I'm really passionate about is spreading um, information on imposter syndrome because I struggled with that for a long time. And I did a tech talk recently on it and I was surprised at the amount of people. It was a woman who code Boston tech talk. It was based on um, the app that we made, this group of women. 
and Sarah, who's not with us today, unfortunately. But um, and it was it was great. It was an imposter syndrome app called Real Up, and by sharing information about what it is, it helps you feel better about it. I think knowing that seventy percent of women who are high achievers suffer with it um, helps. So learning the statistics. Um, also being surrounding yourself with people that you have a chance of feeling on an equal with be careful with your team and your company and make sure that you have people that help you to feel like an equal so you're not feeding into your insecurities or uh, negativities you know um and by just being uh aware of challenging your thinking, which is what our app does, right? It helps you to acknowledge where were you when you had this thought? Where were you when you had this feeling? Challenge your thinking, surround yourself with more positive, uplifting uh, phrases. And I actually wrote an Alexa app to do the same thing based on Real Up, which if you say Alexa, open Real Up fact, it tells you, you know, genius doesn't come from your genes. It comes from daily um, rigorous practice. And just, yeah. you know, so have a strategy and have... Um, have an awareness of what it is that's causing you to have these more negative ways of operating and challenge your thinking and also take on a challenge in work because when you get to the end and you solve it, you'll be so confident and it will do a lot for you. So push yourself. Don't shy away from taking on those challenges just because you're nervous. So these are all things that will help. Yeah, I, I definitely have to agree with you. I it's funny. I mean, with these recent times, if I'm honest, um, I feel like there has been a lot of firefighting, um, as you mentioned. And um, in some ways, I think I've learned, uh, maybe because I've had to change uh, locations so often in, in just our lifestyle, and uh, I've lived in lots of different places, um, having regular challenges means that you just ruthlessly prioritize. I know I've talked about ruthless prioritization before, but um, having that be working on solutions rather than focusing on problems is really important I think and um, so I don't I honestly do not at this point have the time to to focus on stumbling I just have to keep moving forward um, in some ways it is a little bit like a survival mode but um, I think a lot of people have that reaction to either you know it's either fight or, or flight right and um, to some extent with coding, you're used to having the fight mentality. You know, you have to keep going and going in there and, and trying to work through things. Um, and so I think that's kind of how I've trained myself to remain a little bit more solution oriented. Of course, I have my off days. And like you say, imposter syndrome can hit you really badly um, at times um, in lots of different ways. It's not just in coding. Um, but uh, I think uh, it is about finding moments to, to keep yourself positive as you say, good mental health, taking personal time. Um, that helps me. And I think just for me as an artist, like creating things always makes me feel more positive. Like there's always solutions because even with the worst things you can make something, um, you know, it might not be the most beautiful thing, but it's made, you've created something. Um, so I think the act of creation is, is something that helps me stay solution oriented. How about you, Marika? Um, how do you keep positive and solution oriented? Well, I just started to wondering because uh, mm, I am using Trello board in, at my work. Like now I'm building this online store and it's a huge task because I am doing it by myself. I have to <clears throat> have to uh, learn about 
marketing and all these accounting <laughs> related uh, related things that how can I then run the business and of course there is coding tasks and uh, much much more and I used Trello board for that and when I, I put all these problems there and I, I feel very satisfi satisfied when I'm clicking like done, this is done and then I change these <laughs> yeah. tasks that it's in done state. So I have started wondering that should I do some Trello board for myself, for my personal life? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes there is so much to do and at home with the kids and everything. So what if I just use the Trello board for that? And then I, I, I would see the progress <laughs> that yeah, I have so done this task and this task. And then I don't need to focus on because we all are moms and there is so much ongoing at the same time that sometimes my head is just spinning, <laughs> spinning around like today. It's Sunday and I should be relaxed. And I was uh, at the kitchen and my husband said, that, why, why cannot you relax? And I was thinking about, thinking about all these things I need, need to done. So maybe the Trello board would be a nice tool for helping me to be more relaxed because then I can take all these ta tasks away from my head and just leave it there. Yeah. I don't know. That makes sense. I believe that lists save me every day. I have two types of lists. I have the snapshot for the day, which is a big long page of what I want to get done. And then I have my weekly list, which has got very few details in it, but it's just an overall appointments and goals and the kind of quick snapshot for the week. So I don't forget. And I have two separate notebooks and then I go to bed sleeping better because I know when I get up, I don't have to remember anything. It's all there. The tickets I was working on or the yeah. dentist appointment I was supposed to book. Or, um, I also think Trello is great. I love it. I use it as well. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because it's a really good tool for staying focused and feeling on top of things. Um, yeah, I use, I use a mixture of online and writing down physical notebooks. That was a good point yes, I have a lot of papers and notebooks. Yes, and what yeah. you both said about uh, like staying positive, it's, I feel that I have now learned during this summer to, um, I have started to listen myself and doing things I like to do. And exercise is one thing I have. It's now in my life. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't yeah. do exercise like when my kids, kids was, were born, like <laughs> 10 years. But now I feel much energetic. And even the situation with COVID is terrible. But now I feel that I just... I just try to, try to make myself... Feel. I, I just try to make mm, myself feel better and then I feel that my family feels better too. Yeah. It's makes sense. Yes. Yeah, really <laughs> that kind of yeah, and that kind of brings us into the next section, I guess, where we want to talk about um the future, what we're looking forward to, um, what we are excited about. Um 
going forward with COVID and with technology and with coding. Um, so Wendy, do you want to give us your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, you know, I mean, there, there's a lot that I'm in, in a way looking forward to. Um, I look forward to having a better work-life balance. At the moment, I really don't. Starting a new job, I'll be honest, hand to heart, I don't have a great balance. But I look forward to that happening because I know it's in my head. It's something I'm working on. You know, that's, that's where I'm starting my solution focus um, to get a better balance. And I know it's entirely achievable. Um, so I, I look forward to, to that and having that. And, you know, before I had this job, I was worried that I wouldn't have one and, and that would be terrible balance as well. So now, you know, I can, I can take the blessings that I have and find a way to um, balance everything out. You know, I look forward to that. And I also look forward to just, um, in a way, it, you know, these times have made me reevaluate what I love doing, what brings me joy every day. Um, so I look forward to, to having those moments. Um, you know, now I'm, I'm out, I have a garden, I can be out and work at, in it. And I love that. And I love um, just having moments to, to listen to some audio. But, you know, I just know that there's some things that work for me um, that I found to deal with the stresses that this year has given everybody. Um, and I look forward to being able to, to use those new found kind of um, outlets, I think. So how about you, Lou? How, how are you? Um, well, I, I kind of feel like technology wise, you look at where we have gone for the last few months and you see how much has changed. And I think it's exciting. We're in a good industry, thankfully. Um, yeah. So yes. people, technology is now becoming more important. So, so to communicate with my family in Ireland, the family Zooms that I've had, Zoom has saved my life, just given me that <laughs> connection. Um, the same as us communicating here, but even just for family and friends, I've had girly night outs on Zoom and, <laughs> you know, except nights in. And, uh, you know, had my, my, my dad on Zoom, which I never thought would happen. And lots of chins to the screen, but, you know, if we work with it. Um, <laughs> there's been the work from home for a lot of people, not just coders, obviously, across the world. The fact that uh, it's changing how marketing and uh, sales and, uh, and technical conferences are happening. It's making it more accessible to everybody because it's all virtual now, so people can all learn. Um, they've had, all these conferences have had to go online, so that's a benefit. It's changed, and why would you go back? Right. So I think things are going to change for the better out of this um, in terms of technology, like going to a cafe and having a QR code to order your menu. And why would you not do that after COVID? You know, I see pop up um, restaurants and bars outside my hometown with music. And as it gets colder, they'll have heaters. And why would you go back to sitting inside when you can have this lovely ambiance with music outside and lights and alfresco dining that was never there before because they didn't need to um so i like that atmosphere all the streets are being pedestrianized um i think in school i've seen how teachers have had to learn how to use technology with apps like seesaw and google classroom and it's really made uh, snow days a thing of the past because now they can do remote school and it's it's awesome right so it changes things for people it also um COVID has changed um, how, where people live and work. They don't have to be in a hub like London if they don't want to, because uh, it's all it's 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 looking like uh, productivity levels are gone up in companies since um, COVID remote work. So why would they force people to go back? So um, unless they want to, um, there's a, there's also the fact that it's less cluttered. Life is 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 worrying and and 
viruses are scary, but in terms of our daily life, we have a lot less going on. So there's we're not driving around taxiing our kids everywhere as much. It's made us focus on what's important. It's made everybody reassess. And going for walks or doing simple exercise with your family is what people have been doing more of now. And it's become their their main focus for the day. We've had a lot more time to play board games in the evening. Um, yeah. I've learned just to switch off from social media a lot as well because it's just bananas. And, you know, try and protect protect <laughs> myself. As much as I love technology and where we're going in the future, I think we have to be aware there's, there's a lot more of that now and we have to kind of dial it down. Maybe have social media free times uh, to protect ourselves. Um, but I think a, sim a simpler life, uh, you know, using technology in ways we never did before, it's really exciting what the potentials are and what the lasting changes will be. Um, I, I am very hopeful about where we're going with, with this next year, with the virus, um, by, by what I've seen, you know? Yeah, how about you, Marika? What are you looking forward to? Well, this is kind of, I just started to think about that. And I feel that, I feel quite lucky now. Uh, I feel happy. I feel lucky. I love my life now. And you just, we were talking about everything and I just realized that I really like to be here and now. And I am, I am not, not I am not looking for, <laughs> for anything right now. Of course, I wanted that, want that COVID situation would get better, but Actually, it made me to stop and make me to think about my life now and my family life. And we are now enjoying each other's and I really like my job right now. It, it's quite fun to <laughs> build the uh, online store. I'm laughing because <laughs> I'm not a locksmith. So <laughs> I get the ideas. Have, have you saw locksmith uh, like online stores? Though those are really technical and <laughs> certain <laughs> lo looking. And now my my online store, it is more like uh, some <laughs> furniture furniture store <laughs> look alike. So I don't know. I just wish, wish everybody is safe and happy with their families. Yeah, it. I think it's it's about being able to live in the moment in a way that we haven't before, isn't it? Yes, that, that's true. I wasn't able to do that before, to be honest. Yeah. And now I'm, I'm like walking outside with kids and I'm just looking at the nature and enjoying it. And I'm, I'm more present, to be honest. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes I think you're right. And like, I think everybody can relate to that. There's definitely yes. a shift in our in our whole uh, way that we we operate. And um, we got a puppy, for example, which I thought I'd never do because oh. <laughs> life is too busy. But now, like, why not? Because we have, I have four boys. They are full of energy, and it's it's really helped one of them, who's eleven, who was missing his friends, who's a socialite and extrovert, sporty kid, and he's missed everybody. So it's really helped him. He has a buddy now, and they entertain each other all day long. And um it's a lovely thing to have anyway he's such a he's we've so much love in our house for this little pup and he is such a character um i never i think that was a covid triggered change as well that we will have for 
the next 10, 15, 20 or whatever. And um, it's changed our lives. It's our whole focus every day now. It's, it's all revolving around the pup. He's part of our life. He comes on treks with us. He comes to the shops with us. He's, he's like, you know, just in on every bit of action going on. And it's just, it, it, it gives us that lovely um, feeling that you get. And you see how gentle my 14 year old is with the dog. He's got Asperger's. He struggles with that physical contact and you see his his face just melts when he sees the dog and he has a different voice for him and I'm like this is great so there's yes part, yeah so life life has a lot um of good stuff happening um because of our very uh stressful and worrying COVID situation yeah um I hope everybody is finding those bits in their lives that they can hang on to and focus on Absolutely. yes and what what comes to coding I think that uh, previously, I was scared about that if I I was scared about that. How could I learn if I wasn't like a, having a, a team around me? And mm-hmm. I was scared that I I wouldn't be such a good coder. But now I'm I'm like I don't care. <laughs> I just love to be here at home. <laughs> I code each day, and but maybe my my progress is slower. But I don't care about that anymore, and that's that's a great feeling. It's at your own pace. Everybody's yes. on their own personal journey, and it's important to not feel pressured to do something that isn't you. And there's different ways to be a coder, so that's important. Like mm-hmm. um, to be a you know a, a businesswoman coding around your children. Um, is different to being in a full-time job in a, in a big company and they're yes. two different but they're both good it's just uh what do you want and there's actually a book i'd recommend um for people to read we'll put it in the show notes um that uh, explains all of that and it's a brilliant it's it's a it's a good book for many reasons uh women it's uh women in tech it's called and it basically talks about how to get a job it talks about um what it's really like as a female in, in coding right in in this industry and how it's gone from in the 80s we were 30 percent and now we're 10 percent. it's getting worse how do we how do we get more women in code this is one of my particular passions and i am now looking at, on this topic of what are we looking forward to i have started to mentor the one female developer in my company in the states and i want more female coders in our company, but just in general, to try and encourage more women. This is why we're doing this podcast, to encourage more women, to encourage more moms, to code, but anyone. But yes. it is so hard to get females into code for some reason. And uh, we definitely need more. And so I'm looking forward to that um, changing. Maybe COVID has helped everything to be more online and accessible and jobs are more focused on flexibility and remote le- remote hours so if that is the case surely more women can get into coding now they don't have to be in the big offices in the big cities and uh get childcare. it's not as hard so hopefully that that might we might see some statistics change because we need that change yeah i yes. i look forward to seeing how that develops actually as well um mm-hmm. it is vital well, well it is not, we need those we need that flexibility for for women for sure yeah, you know absolutely Well, on that note, I just want to say thank you to both of you and thank you to our listeners. Um, It's so great to be back and I look forward to doing more of this. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Thanks, guys. I look forward to it. Thank (laughs) you. Thank you.